Hello, everybody. It's Wednesday. It's one o'clock, and this is Chatting with Chap, and I'm your host, Ginger Wade. Today, if you didn't see the title, we're going to be talking about some odds and ends in our question and answer session. I'm going to ask you to forgive the big trucks that go by my house. I have my windows open because it is absolutely gorgeous here. This, like, I could do this weather like all the time. It's absolutely beautiful. The humidity is low. The sun is warm. The breeze is cool. I can open the windows in my house and actually a nice cool breeze comes in. The problem is I live by a busy street towards a feed mill. So um, there's feed trucks going by all the time. So that's the noise. Hopefully you can still hear me okay. But anyway, as I was saying, I digress. Today is Q&A day, and most of the questions that have been coming in are regards to end-of-the-year things and beginning-of-the-year things. So I will be touching on that mostly today. I'm going to pop up a little URL there for a place where you can get conference recordings. If you weren't at our conferences and you need some encouragement, that's the place to go. Uh, And you can get conference talks from all over the United States. Did you know... Okay, so CHAP, Christian Homeschool Association of Pennsylvania, is the homeschool association in Pennsylvania supporting homeschoolers. Did you know that they are similar organizations in other states? Um, The one in Virginia is HEAV, right? A lot of you folks might know that one. uh, Leah is in New York. So we have a lot of organizations all over the states. And we all have conferences and conventions, so... We put our recordings out there to share them with you all. So anyway, there's my little just so you know for the day. Okay, so we have a nine. We have nine things to get through today. So I'm going to get started with the first question on testing. So um, if you need information on testing, like what tests are allowed, you can look up the list on homeschoolpennsylvania.org. There's a list of the accessible acceptable tests here in Pennsylvania at homeschoolpennsylvania.org. You just have to search for testing. It'll come right up. Uh, one of the things that we do want to um, make you aware of, we're, gonna, we're working on updates to the website, but uh, the website... Oh, hi, Doug! Thanks for joining in! Good to see that you're on. Um, our website doesn't mention this, but I wanted to let, make you aware of it that a lot of people are doing online testing right now. So it's really nice because you don't have to have a proctor. You don't have to have someone who's not you give your uh, child the test. So you can just go buy buy an online version of the test, and then the computer is the proctor. So that's something that's not listed on homeschoolpennsylvania.org, but I wanted to make you guys aware of it. It is a super handy tool. That is what I did this year. So it's out there. Um, Academic Excellence is a place where you can go and buy the CAT. So if you search online, you can find those different tests online. Uh, And that takes us to question number two, which is, is it okay to test my child at a lower grade? Absolutely. We had someone uh, write in and just say their child was struggling. They're not a very good reader. They weren't confident that their child could test at the grade level. And I want to keep in mind, uh, to remind you guys, Grade level is not in the law. There is no reference to grade in the homeschool law. Uh, It's frequently used in co-ops, so you know where to bunch your kids to take classes together, or if the school district wants to know more about you, but you actually, you don't have to say it on the affidavit or anything. 
Uh, so when you test, that means you don't have to test using a third grade test. If you have a third grader or an eight-year-old, uh, you can test at whatever level you think would be good for them. If you want to challenge them because they're gifted, do a harder, an older one, an older upper grade one. If your child's struggling, do one that is going to maybe encourage them. But I also want, want to keep you um, in mind, moms, that the testing is really, it's a benchmark for you. It's not, all the evaluator does with it is make sure that you did it. They don't say, oh, well, you didn't do well enough or you have to do this again, or you have to repeat your grade. They, they don't do anything like that. Evaluators don't grade. So they just say, oh, look, you did the testing, great, check. They check it off the list, and they sign their letter for you. So keep that in mind. Uh, it's just an assessment. It's just for you. There's no passing, there's no failing. Don't get nervous about the testing, moms, okay? It's just something we gotta do. Okay, so. Question number three takes us to evaluators. Many folks are asking how to find evaluators. Uh, really, word of mouth is really the best way to find the ones that, you know, you uh, connect with certain people, uh, you guys have similar philosophies, and then they share, oh, I use this evaluator, they line up with what, and that's generally the best way to find one that super fits you. But you can do uh, chaponline.com slash resources and there is an evaluator search there. So, yay, very handy. You can go do that. Uh, also, you can ask out on face, Facebook groups. I've seen a lot of people out. There's so many Facebook groups for homeschoolers, and there's lots for Pennsylvania, too. So if you're in any of them, just ask. Hey, does anyone know of an evaluator? I need an evaluator. And I'm telling you, this year it's challenging because there's many more homeschoolers and not many more evaluators. So there's evaluators. I know a number of evaluators doing over 800 evaluations. That is amazingly huge. So being that it's what, the 17th of June, you should probably get that evaluation done because you only have until June 30th and it's due then. So today, this very morning, I went down and dropped off my evaluation letters and I dropped off my affidavit and objectives for next year. So we are set to go. Okay, so number four, what gets put in a portfolio? So if you go to homeschoolpennsylvania.org and you search portfolio, there is a page there that explains the portfolio, but it also um, has a video that Denise and I made a long time ago about what can go in it. But I'll give you a briefing here. So if it's a testing year for you, you got to put your test results in. If it's a, um, you have to put in your log. You have to put in, well, with your log is a book list and how your 180 days. So you show that you did your 180 days. And then samples. Okay, so samples could be anything. I mean, you could have projects which don't fit into a portfolio. I always make a picture book because it's fun. I take, like, from Snapfish, take a Snapfish book along whatever posters or projects they've made. This year we made an ocean box because we did Apology of Science and that was super fun. So of course you have to show off your stuff because you worked so hard on it all year. Uh, as far as samples, uh, grab something from the beginning of the year, something midway through the year, and something at the end of the year in each of the subjects where you had paperwork. It's simple like that. If you did a lot of field trips, I hope you took pictures. Or when you take field trips, get those flyers. Everyone has a map or a flyer explaining the location or the site or whatever, anything like that. If you did a concert, the program from the concert or the play or 
you know, the poetic reading, whatever it is that you went to, anything like that you can throw into your portfolio um, as a sample of the things that you've been doing. You don't have to throw it all in, just little samples. I tend to put in more than I need to um, because I feel like my kids worked really hard and it's nice for someone to see it, especially writing. If they write lots of good stories, I like to share them. But that's really it. That's really all there is to a portfolio. It does not need to be a stressful thing either. Again, remember, evaluator is supposed to be your bud. All they're doing is making sure that you comply with the law. They're not grading your child's work. They're not saying, oh, well, you didn't progress enough. Oh, well, you didn't do enough work on this subject. Oh, well, you didn't this, you didn't that. No, all they're doing is checking to see that there was progress made. Even if it was this much progress, it's still progress. You know that you're working on something. That's all they're doing. That's all they're checking for. Um, number five. Let's see here. Can I hand in an affidavit and objectives with my evaluation letter? I always do. That is the thing that I do. One stop at the school district, and that is it. I know a lot of school districts this year are saying, no, the evaluations are at this time and affidavits can only come in at this time. I'm not sure why they're doing that. Legally, there's no reason you can't hand your papers in early. So um, it's not, you know, early at the same time. It's practically, it's like, what, two weeks later and you could hand in. You can go in June 30th and give your eval and go in July 1st and give your affidavit, you know, whatever. So I always hand them in together and it hasn't been a problem. Now, uh, you may want to ask for a receipt. I am not in the habit of doing this, but I do know that sometimes papers get lost, like today, handed it in. Uh, the person was not the homeschool liaison person. They were like, oh, I'll make sure this person gets it. And there's always a chance that it'll get misplaced or shuffled to the wrong pile or whatever. So you can always ask for a receipt. Uh, a lot of people send them certified mail ret return receipt required. Uh, always make copies. Always, always, always. So I have a digital copy and I have a hard copy of all of my stuff. So I keep a binder with everything in it from year to year for each kid. And then I keep them online too, on my computer at home. So always have copies in case they do lose it. And then you can say, look here, I can send you an electronic copy, uh, which maybe school districts are accepting. I know they did last year because of coronavirus. I'm not sure about this year. You'd have to ask your district. Okay, it, here was this the fifth truck that's gone by? Oh my goodness, we're a busy street. Okay, number six. So someone was asking, okay, what is it exactly that's due by June 30th? So by June 30th, which is two weeks away, you have to hand in your evaluation letter. What's an evaluation letter? Well, you can look at Homeschool Pennsylvania to check it out and read it in detail, but it's really just a letter that says, you know, this child has completed um, testing, has shown me a log, has made progress. Those three check marks, that's it. I certify that this person has followed the law, blah, 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 blah signed by evaluator, that's it. It's very basic, it's very general. It does not need paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of explanation of what you learned and the content of your classes. Moms, if your evaluator is requesting that of you, it's not in the law. That is not required of the evaluator. Now, if your evaluator is writing you a transcript from your senior high student, they may ask for all that information because they will write, so I know some that will write really lengthy letters with all that information in it to put with your transcript. Now, the transcript's not in the law, if you remember me talking about that a few episodes ago, but also, the there's nothing in the law that says you need to have a big long 
thing like that either. And it certainly doesn't need to be done by your evaluator. Now, if you want them to do it because you feel that it will secure better hopes for college for you, that's fine. Actually, I think with the law change in 2014, that became less of an issue. Now, I do, for moms of senior high kids out there, I do keep descriptions on my computer of all the classes. So if they took a co-op class, I keep the syllabus, whatever the teacher wrote up as the description of the class, I do keep that on my computer. Uh, we use Matthew C. Math, so I go through and just kind of, they have a blurb on their webpage about what the book is about. I'll copy that, throw that in a description, and keep it on my computer just in case, for some reason, in the future, their diploma is questioned. I don't think it will be, especially after the 2014 law change. However, it's always good to be safe. I don't ever give anybody that information. I never even give it to my evaluator. I actually don't put the class, well, I, mean, I do put syllabuses in there. Um, I guess maybe I do put it in my portfolio now that I think about it, but it doesn't go further than that. I don't put it in a transcript. Transcripts are just grades and credits, uh, but I do keep a description on hand. So uh, June 30th, evaluations are due. So the other question was, when's the affidavit deadline? Well, the affidavit deadline is August 1st for returning homeschoolers. And then, honestly, if you're a returning homeschooler, meaning you're homeschooling this year and you can plan to continue next year, you can begin homeschooling on July 1st before you get your affidavit handed in because you're a returning homeschooler. But you gotta have that affidavit in by August 1st. I always just hand it in with my evaluation, then it's done, I don't have to worry about it. Now if you're brand new and you've never homeschooled before and this is your first year, by law, you have up to three days after the start of your school district to get your child's affidavit in. Why three days? Because after three days you're considered truant. Now my thought is you don't wanna mess with that. So if you know you're going to homeschool next year, you wanna get that affidavit in you know, pronto. If it's your first year, wait till July. Stop by the school district, mail it in, whatever. Um, but if you're brand new, it's got to be in by three days after the beginning of your school district's start date. Uh, but again, if you know, don't you know, don't play games, don't play Russian roulette with a law. Just get your paperwork paperwork in on time, and that will be really, really great. So, uh, and I do all kinds of videos on that. Um, Homeschool Pennsylvania, Dee and I have lots of videos out there if you want to go watch them and check them out. So I'm going to pop up our little repository again here. We had people asking about conference recordings and if the convention was going to be, I guess they missed our conferences, which is really sad because they were really good. But if you need some encouragement, if you need to listen to talks to get boosted again for the coming year, because I know... Without those talks, some, sometimes you just really, really, really need that encouragement. You can go to AllianceRecordings.com. It's right here on, up on the screen. And when you go there, you can find a package. You can find all of the talks from our Woodcrest, um, Woodcrest Retreat, Woodcrest Conference, and all the talks from our Spruce Lake Conference. So you can go there and get all those. But you can also access previous conferences that we did, conventions, you can access other states' um, things too. So there is tons of really good information out there. I encourage you to go out there, check it out, AllianceRecordings.com, and get your encouragement from there. All right, two more things to share with you today. 
compulsory age. So the compulsory age is always like a wonderful thing that <laughs> we go to talk about every year. Just so you know, if you check out Chat with Chap, now for some reason, on my phone, the Chat with Chaps come up as untitled. I don't know why. I title every single one of them. But if you bring it up on your computer, it shows the titles. It's the weirdest thing. So Chat with Chap number 89. It's me alone. I'm tan because apparently I've been outside playing softball. Behind me is a green wall. And I'm talking about um, all the different angles on the um, compulsory age. So it, it's there's the long and short of it is the law says by the time your child is six, you must file an affidavit. So that means if your child's birthday is October 3rd, you got to file an affidavit by October 3rd. That's what the law says. Now, there's two other parts to that. First of all, if you call your um, school district and say, hey, my child turns six on October 4th, 3rd, whatever I said, and, and do you want me to send in an affidavit? No, we don't. No, we just take enrollments the first week or two of school and that's it. That's what a lot of school districts will say. Not all. Not all. If you call in and ask, they could say, oh yeah, we want it. You get it in there by October 3rd and then you need an evaluation the following year. Now last year, the Pennsylvania Department of Education said, and this is probably still out on their website, I didn't go check, but last year they said, oh, if your child is not six by September 1st, you don't have to file an affidavit. Now that is not according to the law. But that's what they said. So those are your three tidbits based on um, what I shared in Chat with Chat episode 89 regarding compulsory age. I suggest you go watch that one. Uh, it was good. It was thorough. Explained all these little bits and pieces to you and would be very helpful to you if you want to know the nitty gritty of it. Uh, I had a child who turned six halfway through the year this year. I did not file an affidavit when he turned six. I am this year because he's already six. So if your child is already six, will be six before the start of your school district's school year, then yes, you need to file an affidavit and get an evaluation next year. So, oh, I have a big, long link to the um, Chat with Chat episode. I will put that up in the comments when I'm done today. And I'll put it in the show notes. If you're listening on a podcast through Spotify or other places where you get your podcasts, I will have it in the description so you can click on there and find that video easily. Okay, so the last thing I wanted to put out there is like, do you know anyone who just loves editing videos and, and managing a YouTube channel? Because we have a YouTube channel and we had a few of our chat with chat videos put out there, so we started a nice little repository. But we're like way behind. We don't have a video editor to do it. So we're looking for one. So if you know anyone who loves doing that kind of stuff, would like to take this like this video right here and download it off of Facebook and like clean it up and edit it up and you know put the title on or whatever. Um, that would be wonderful. So you can message us here at Facebook, put a comment below. You can go to chaponline.com slash contact. Send us a message if you're interested. We would love to have someone jump on board with us here and help us to get our YouTube page, YouTube page up. And we're actually even considering Rumble. So if you are interested in Rumble or want to get us rolling out there, we would love that too. So um, contact staff at chaponline.com. 
or any of the other ways that you can connect with us, we will find your connection. So hopefully this has been helpful to you to get your end of the year stuff and beginning of the year stuff all together. I'm telling you, if you haven't been watching Chat with Chat for a while, go out to homeschoolpennsylvania.org or scroll back through our videos here on Facebook. We have all the topics covered. They are all covered in detail. Some of the early, early ones, like episodes one and two and three, covered things from when the compulsory age was six. So on there, we might say at age six, but actually, no, at age eight. I'm sorry. Now it's age six. So in our old, old videos, we'll be saying compulsory age of eight, but it's actually six now. So hopefully we can get that turned around sometime in the future here. But um, it's out there, guys. Use the videos. There are They're very helpful and give lots of great suggestions. Share them with other people who have questions. And if you want me to answer your question here on Q&A day, just send it on in. You can comment below. Send us a Facebook message or use our contact form on chaponline.com. Thanks for joining me, and I will check in with you next Wednesday on Chat with Chat. Have a wonderful day. I hope you're enjoying this gorgeous day. It's absolutely gorgeous where I am. So enjoy your day. Bye-bye now.